nostalgic activists. Welcome to 9021 Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of the Beverly Hills 90210 franchise from Fox to the CW. One of us is a 9021 novice and the other is a 9021... No, I said that wrong, didn't I? Let me take it again. One of us is a 9021 expert and the other is a 9021 novice. Shameful. I'm I'm Kendra Mickles and I'm seeing these episodes for the first time. I'm pleased that you're enjoying it as much as you are. I am pleased as well. I think back sometimes because we watched the pilot together and the pilot is just so, it feels like it's in the 80s. You know, it's just, it's a very different kind of thing. And I was like, oh, she's going to hate this. But here we are, Kendra. A <laughs> hundred plus episodes later. But anyway, I'm Nick Gunning and I've seen them all. You can find more about this show and others like it at our network's website, RadioMeanwhile.com. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Twitter at Here We Go Pod, And please rate, subscribe, and share the show wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Today we're discussing Season 4, Episode 24, Cuffs and Link, a, a rarity in the 90210 uh, titling situation where I read it and I understood what it meant. So <laughs> hey, that a, makes sense. That's a bonus for me there. I like that. All right. Let's get into the Condor. Condor is committed to professional standards, professional ethics. The weak need not apply. This episode originally aired on March 16th, 1994. Uh, one birthday of mention, Mar- uh, March 14th, Ansel Elgort was, Ansel was born Elgort. Uh, from That's Baby Driver. Uh, though it seems like everyone... Not everyone. Just a couple of people in that movie yeah. are super problematic, including Ansel Elgort at the moment. It's true. Yeah, you're right. It's true. Uh, it's so, true. yeah. Do you remember when they were making those Divergent movies that he was in? Yeah. And they were like, you know what? We're going to split this book. We're going to make four of these. And then three movies in, they were like, eh. nah. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. You get three it. Out of four, you get, you you know, get where we were going. That's a 75%. You know what's happening. <laughs> What a time. What a time. Uh, Movie-wise, a few to mention. The first one I put in here, because your guy, Michael Keaton, is in it. Uh, The the Paper, directed by Ron Howard, starring Michael Keaton, Glenn Close, Marissa Tomei, Randy Quaid, Robert Duvall, Jason Alexander, Catherine O'Hara. Yeah. Lots of people. Yeah, and this is is a... I I say this with a heavy heart, Kendra, because... Uh, I mean, I, I love Ron Howard movies. I love Michael Keaton. I love Marissa Tomei. It's a great cast, you know. And my wife and I, we were actually, we were watching through Ron Howard movies, like going through and catching mm. them all. And I was like, how do I not, like, how is this not a movie that I've seen a hundred times? It's, it's, it's Keaton, you know. And then we watched it and I was like, it makes sense. It makes yeah. sense. Why? This <laughs> is not a better known movie. I don't know. It's just, it's very forgetful. I feel like it underutilizes the cast. Keaton and Marissa Tomei should be good together, and it just kind of falls flat. Luckily, they had Spider-Man yeah, to, uh, luckily. to come back around. That's fun because in Spider-Man, you know, they're both in it, obviously. Mm-hmm. But also, Marissa Tomei and Robert Downey Jr. did Only You together. So yeah. a lot of these, like, 80s, 90s co-stars reuniting. A lot of I, connections. I yep. love when that happens. So We also got Monkey Trouble. Uh, the movie about the monkey who yeah, steals she, things. Yeah, where it's like it, the monkey actually belongs to a thief, but a sad little girl finds him and they yeah. become best friends. And then Classic. It's like, is he, he going to choose the thief or the little girl? <laughs> and Naked Gun 33 and a third, the final insult. Not really my jam, though. You know what? I feel like I this was on the tail end of this whole like wave, but Spy Hard with Leslie Nielsen actually made me laugh a lot. <laughs> I saw that one in theaters and I haven't seen it since. And that's probably for the best. Yeah. But at the time, it was very funny. But I've, All right. I've never really been a huge Naked Gun I've fan. never seen them. So. Yeah. I don't know how much they'd hold up. And speaking of problematic cast members, they prominently feature O.J. Simpson. Oh, my goodness. All right. So. Cool. You know. Yeah. Take Do with that what you will. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, TV-wise, having hit the requisite number of episodes, Beverly Hills 90210 uh, went into syndication. For the Exciting. first time. Yeah, it used to be. I don't know if it's, I mean, does anybody care about syndication anymore? I guess they probably do. But it used know. to be a real hard, like, you have to hit 100 episodes, you know? Yeah. And it was really until shows like Arrested Development or something like that that had so much buzz. Yeah. Um, did they kind of break that rule and let some of these, you know, more critically acclaimed shows go into syndication? But it used to be like, you don't have 100 Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of so, here. 90210 just cracked that a couple episodes ago, so that's fun. 
Uh, we don't talk about books a lot, but we got some books to mention for March of 1994. Okay. So you know what people were reading at this time. Uh, yeah. Sarek by A.C. Crispin. That's a Star Trek novel. Oh, of course. Wow, With... that's a that's a different time. If uh, if a hardcover Star Trek novel is cracking the uh, bestseller list, I mean, yeah. I guess this would have been right at, right at the height of next gen fandom. Yeah. So I mean that that makes sense, but still, it's kind of <laughs> jarring to see. Uh, Without Remorse by Tom Clancy, Disclosure oh. by Michael Crichton, <laughs> Like Water for Chocolate by Laura Esquivel. Did, oh, yeah, did I, I read that one? With you? Uh, I think you did because I did this for a book club. Yeah, for Hispanic Heritage Month. Yeah. I think that was the one a, I read. Kind of a coming of age. Story. Yeah. yeah it's pretty pretty well known. Novel. Yeah. Yep. And Sign Language by Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> you know, I have read Sign Language. I haven't read, uh, as we record, he just came out with Is This Anything? That's his current <laughs> book. Sign Language was fun. If you like Jerry Seinfeld, I mean, it's really just sort of like Sign I've come around on him. Transcribed. I didn't used but... to like him. Yeah, I know. And, uh, I've come around. Yeah, All right, Nick, take us beyond the zip code. I will. This is kind of a throwback to a previous episode because we were talking about Luke Perry showing up in The Fifth Element. So I did a little research on this, Kendra. And in 1997, Luke Perry has really a cameo in the Bruce Willis, Mila Jovovich film, The Fifth Element, written and directed by Luke Besson. I remembered this wrong. Like when I went back and saw like the footage and the images, I was like, oh, I must have been thinking of another movie because here... <laughs> He plays, uh, he's like the assistant to this professor who's like, yes, I know all about the fifth element. And Luke Perry's like his little assistant. And it's probably three minutes and Luke Perry gets to face off with an alien and then he's like one and done gone. Hmm. He gets pretty high billing. So like he still had the Luke Perry juice in 97 because he's like <laughs> number six in the credits. Oh, wow. Um, and when I was looking information up about this, because I wanted to know like why, and that's the question I've not been able to answer. Like, why did they ask Luke Perry to do this three minute scene? Why did he do it? Maybe he was know. just walking by. They were like, we need someone. Yeah, maybe Bruce Willis was like, hey, look at you. Uh, but I did learn in my quest for this that it's listed as number one in Screen, Went, Screen Rant's 25 hidden details about the fifth element. The Luke Perry cameo clocks in at number one. Or, so. Oh, number one. Well, yeah, not really hidden. I wouldn't say it's hidden, but <laughs> it's there. Yeah, well, I when I watched that movie, I didn't know who Luke Perry was, so I need to... Now you'd be excited. Yeah, I need to watch it again. And confused. Sometimes that can actually, like, work against it, though, you know? Like, you see something like that, and you think, like, okay, well, obviously this is going to be something, or Luke Perry's going to come back or something, and then you're just like, no, well, I guess not. So, no. yeah, like All Matthew right. Fox in World War Z. Matthew Fox is there for, like, five seconds. <laughs> I refuse. I refuse to watch that movie. Oh, sorry. Too scary Didn't for me, that. though. I did read the book. Oh yeah, I read the book too. Book was good. All right. Okay. Let's look at our synopsis for Cuffs and Links. On the cuff side of things, Brenda is in the slammer, and her bail is set at fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> Yowza! Yowza! <laughs> Jesse discourages the others from engaging with her for fear of being subpoenaed, and Andrea and Brenda's friendship is at risk. I'll say. Over on the Lynx side, with Jim and Brandon occupied, Steve and Rush get paired with Rush's nemesis, Bob and Barry Larson. Curse those Larsons. <laughs> when Steve discovers Rush is cheating, things get tense between father and son. Elsewhere, Brandon goes into damage control mode with with Josh's tell-all expose looming. Oh, that's going to be explosive, don't you think, Kendra? I think it's going to be the biggest I mean, episode yet. So much buildup with Josh's expose, it's got to lead to something major. Surely. I would say. This is off topic, but don't you think the bail system kind of sucks? Yeah. You yes. know what I mean? Like $50,000, it's like you have it, you can just go home. If you don't have $50,000, as most, I would argue, don't, you suck yeah. in the slammer. Yep, that's stupid. it. It's dumb. It's a stupid system. It's dumb. All right, Nick, tell us who's living in Beverly Hills. It would be my privilege. This was directed by Gilbert Shilton, written by Steve Wasserman and Jessica Klein. Regulars. You see those names a lot in the yep. credits. Those are ones like from my childhood. I remember seeing those names. They're always linked together. I like to think they got married and bought a nice little cabin somewhere. <laughs> you know? no, well, that's the story we'll stick with. Then. They found love on this. Maybe they were already married. Who knows? We have some recurring players this time. We have Mark Damon Espinosa as Jesse. And this time, He's, he's not just relegated to a one-line dad joke. So nope, a good, he's uh, doing his job. Good showing for Mark Damon here. Uh, Joshua Beckett is back as Josh Richland, the news hound. 
Dinah Meyer's back as Lucinda Nicholson, and we have a Joe Itata as Netta. Uh, <laughs> you can't, You said you weren't going to keep putting him on the list. Well, the only reason why I kind of... It. I know that. Well, early on when it was the high school years and it was the peach pit every single episode, like mm. it, it didn't seem like it was worth it. Now I feel like we go four or five without seeing that. That's so. true. But you're That's right, true. I'm fickle. <laughs> uh, we have the final appearance. And I was wrong about this last week, so I have to apologize because John Farino is back. So we see Lawrence Monison one more time as John. One more time. I wish I knew that song, but I don't. Uh, Paul Lever. What? At, Wait. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. What is it? The one more time song. Is that Daft Punk? Oh, I don't know. You would know it if you heard it. There's no way you don't know that song. I'm pretty confident. I don't know. I feel like your husband is listening to this right now being like, he yelling, know that song. yelling. He doesn't know that song. Uh, we're also saying goodbye to Paul Lieber as the unnamed activist. Uh, we have him for two episodes. No one bothered to tell us his name. Nope. So gone before we knew ye, Paul Lieber. <laughs> Final appearance of Terry Austin as Ingrid. We have new recurring players, and I'm excited about this one. And I didn't realize that we had to wait quite so long to meet Rush Sanders, Steve's oft-mentioned, never-seen father. So say hello to Jed Allen, who's making his first of 18 appearances. And I think that's interesting because I feel like, and I can't remember her name right now, but the actress who plays Samantha Sanders, I want to say is only in 10 episodes, mm. even though we met her very early yeah. in the show. Uh, Rush gets a little bit more play here. Um, and I've often wondered if he was cast just because of the hair. Yeah, it's good Because hair. it's on point. It's yeah. on point. You you see that you see that Ian Zeering puff uh, in Silver Fox Rush Sanders. Yes. Uh, anyway, he lots of lots of TV credits. Very very prolific actor here. Uh, back in the early days, he played the role of Scott Turner on Lassie. Lassie had kind of a revolving door of owners. You know, mm. people would own Lassie for a while, and then she's a free spirit. She'd move on. Yeah. For a while, she just didn't have an owner. She'd just run around. You, you know, can't, pull... you can't cage in Lassie. She'd just show up, pull a kid off the railroad tracks, and move to the next town. But uh, Scott Turner here uh, was Lassie's owner for a while. He also did roles on Adam 12 and the Mary Tyler Moore Show. He's also the king of soap operas with, you know, thousands of soap opera episodes across the decades, including long runs on Days of Our Lives, which I was obsessed with in the 90s so i probably saw him. <laughs> of course santa barbara general hospital and port charles this actor sadly passed away in march of 2019 at the ripe old age of 84 hmm. that was we have a couple other yeah recording you're right couple one-off characters here to mention we have of course barry bonds as barry larson not playing himself it's weird but all right it is weird because I saw it in the opening credits. I forgot about this. And it was like special appearance by Barry Bonds. And I was like, well, that's weird. Is it going to be another Rosie O'Donnell situation where he just shows up <laughs> as himself? But no, he's playing the thinly disguised Barry Larson, who is also a pro baseball player. Yeah. So weird move. Anyway, weird. his acting credits include roles in the film Rookie of the Year, which I loved, uh, and show Renegades, Nash Bridges, and Arliss. Of course, uh, outside of acting, he was a professional baseball left fielder who played 22 seasons with the Pittsburgh Pirates and the San Francisco Giants. He received a record seven MVP awards, eight Gold Glove awards, 12 Silver Slugger awards. I love these names. Yeah. You know, he could either be a baseball player or like an old timey prospector. <laughs> 14 All-Star selections as considered by many to be one of the greatest baseball players of all time. Yeah, I don't so, do baseball, and I know his name, so yeah, he's got to be go. one of the greats. <laughs> As the senior Larson, Bob Larson, we have Stack Pearson. What a name that is, you know? Stack Pierce. Stack Pierce, P.I. <laughs> um, another another one who is just like you know, throw a dart at classic TV shows, and you'll hit one that featured Stack Pierce because he's in everything. Uh, starting in 1965, staying pretty active right up through the 90s. A few roles after 90210, but this was definitely on the tail end of a very long career with runs on shows like Mannix, Hill Street Blues, The Incredible Hulk, and the sci-fi series V. We have Catherine Cortez as the researcher Andrea works with. And I thought maybe we were setting up a new recurring character, but I think they're ready to be done with this research yeah. lab. Let's move on. Line. So she doesn't get a name or a second appearance, but she did appear in shows like Quantum Leap, which I am required to mention. If if they yes. cross paths with Quantum Leap, I have yes. to say contractually. It yes, contractually. L.A. Law, The Equalizer. 
We also have Peggy Roeder, who plays the desk sergeant. Uh, she was in films like The Road to Perdition, The Lake House, and Groundhog Day. One for me, one for you that time, Kedra. Yep. Uh, you gotta I watch The Lake House. Groundhog Day. You love some Lake House. It's good. So something for everyone here. I'm not <laughs> a two, and here we go. Finally, we have David Kagan as Brenda's lawyer. Uh, I bring him up specifically because this is his second appearance in the franchise, the first on 90210, but he played the role of Roger Langdon on Melrose Place back in 1993. And he also shows up on shows like Star Trek Enterprise, House, and Bones. Bones. <laughs> Did you ever watch Bones? That's a show that I keep seeing and I'm like, I would like that, but, I don't I, think but I've, I've never watched it. watched a minute of it, but I've seen... I've seen I've, bits and pieces. I've read several of the books, which I've heard are completely different like oh, the basic premise is the same and i think the character names are the same but everything i've heard is that they're just completely different so hmm. i can't tell you anything about it i All apologize right. <laughs> and you should you mm -hmm. should apologize oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right let's get into the episode cuffs and it. links cuffs and links we start in jail brenda is being processed she's getting her mug shot she's getting yeah. her fingerprints done she's yeah. getting her jail wristband and mm -hmm. They're putting her in a holding cell yep. with her yeah, think, fellow pro protesters. I think you've covered it all. Yeah. That's everything that happens. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dylan and Kelly come to pick her up, and there's this funny moment where the sergeant has her head down, mm -hmm. and he like addresses her as, uh, Dylan is like, yeah, yeah, excuse yeah. me, sir. Classic. And then she's he's like, ma'am, and she's like, sergeant. <laughs> yeah, that's a thing you don't want to be wrong about, just in yeah. general. Yeah. You know? It was funny. Yeah. Uh, they learn that her bail is set at 50,000 smackers. Steep. That is Steep. so freaking high. Although, to be fair, I mean, for Dylan, that's like grocery money. So I know, I but he does not pony it up. Okay, I thought that was weird because, like, he doesn't even seem to entertain the idea. No. You know what I mean? He's, He's like, well, like, we got to tell I? Jim Should and Cindy. Should we talk to her parents? He's like, too rich for my blood. Freda can stay in jail. <laughs> Why wouldn't he just pay it and, like, Jim and Cindy can pay him back? Yeah. Well, like, they ask about the bail bondsman, too, you know, which, yeah, I did think it was strange. I did yeah. think it was strange, but well, whatever. Did you notice, because Kelly's there, and yeah. I feel like even the jail set, this reminded me a lot of the scene on Melrose Place where Kelly goes to bail Jake out of jail. Yeah. And there's a lot of, like, I don't know, I felt like the scenes were very similar, so I kind of thought that we were going to get some kind of callback there, but we didn't. So nope. No callback. I don't know. Uh, Kelly's upset though. Uh, she's like, Brenda yeah. keeps calling you, and yeah. you keep going to get her. And she Kelly goes in hot. Kelly goes uh, in hot this episode. Yeah, she's she's not very happy about it. No, and I feel like what we're doing with with Kelly and Brenda and throughout this episode is kind of similar to what we did with Dylan and Brandon a few episodes yeah. back, where it was just like. Let's get some and now they hate each here. other. Yeah. yeah, they just they don't like each other. This problem that was put to bed a full season ago is now very much in everyone's mind. <laughs> so I don't I don't really get that. But here we go. Next scene is at the Walsh house. Uh, Jim and Brandon are waiting for Steve and Rush to show up so they can go to this father son golf tournament at the club. We finally get to see it. Yeah, they yeah the club and uh, Steve's dad. So mm -hmm. they they arrive and. They definitely ha look like father and son. They Very do. good casting. They got that poofy hair. They got their plaids. They got their vests. Yep. They are they are they're in it to win it. They're ready to go. They're uh they go out to the driveway. They're getting loaded yep. up uh, when Kelly and Dylan arrive. Yeah. And Dylan breaks the news to Jim and Cindy mm -hmm. what has happened. And Jim's reaction is like, no, 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 she's upstairs yeah. in bed. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, ah. <laughs> Dylan's like, mm. I'm going to double check that. Uh, I don't know about that. So, I mean, they are just like, they're aghast at, yeah. at the price of the bail, at what has happened. Uh, well, so... that's, but that's another place, too, where, I mean, Dylan's now told the parents, even here, he's not like, look, I can help with the bail. Like, while well, we figure nothing. He no. doesn't bring it up at all. No. Nope. So not only does he not want to film or, you know, fund Lucinda's smutty film, but she also, <laughs> he's not going to help Brenda yep. out of this jam either. Nope. So... Now the golf plans are off. Jim has yeah. to find an attorney. Her arraignment is at like 9.30 that morning. So, yeah, so we're a couple got, hours out. Yeah, they, they don't have a lot of time. In the first scene, like before they go out to the uh, to the driveway, 
Rush is already like being aggressive and embarrassing Steve yeah. in front of the mm-hmm. wall. She's sort of being like, well, I hope you guys don't suck. I hope you don't embarrass me out here. <laughs> He's like, great, let's ride in my new Porsche. Great first impression. That's right. That's right. And he lets Brandon drive. He won't yes. Oh, yeah. He's going to let Brandon drive. Yeah, because Brandon doesn't have speeding tickets or whatever. So <laughs> already you kind of see that Rush the is like not great Yeah. Uh, with Steve and everything. So anyway. At the lab, Andrea is helping clean up after the protesters trash yep. everything. There's this adorable puppy <laughs> that's just, just like out. he's like yeah. wandering around the corner, and they like pick him up. He's yeah. the cutest little puppy ever. Um, but we learned that all the animals are going to be have to be up for adoption yeah. now because they can't be used. Yeah, for I mean the, the study's anymore. contaminated basically, yes. basically because they're outside of there. Things. Yeah, so Andrea's like, I hope those protesters, <laughs> I hope they rot in jail. No matter the circumstances, <laughs> I want them punished by the full extent of the law. Andrea also does a little monologue here about like how like true and noble uh, the animal testing process was. And it's just kind of a weird note to strike. Yeah. I feel like. Because again, they don't pick a side. They don't express either side. And it's sort of like depending on the scene depending on who's in the scene or what mood the character's in it's like either animal testing is evil and abhorrent or it's the only thing that's going to keep your baby alive <laughs> so it's just yeah. kind of weird because like maybe andrea's lab wasn't doing anything like ethically questionable but like clearly the others were and they yeah. just kind of i don't know they just they paint in all broad strokes and i find yeah. it kind of annoying not you know not they're trying not to offend right ev- yeah ev- anyone yeah yeah at the courthouse, they posted uh, her bail. So now mm-hmm. she's before the judge for the arraignment. And Jim has learned that this could be a federal offense because the lab was doing government work. Yeah. Um. So that's yeah. not good. No, I get when they said that I was like, All right, now you're being dramatic. But I sort of get, I mean, if the government is paying for that, and that's technically like the government's research that was destroyed. I mean, yeah, yeah. I guess that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Um, oh, Brenda is still at this point. Sorry, she's still in the back and with the other protesters. They haven't brought her out yet. Um, and John is like getting up in her face, like you're the reason we're in here. Mm-hmm. You ratted to the police. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. So being a little, a uh, little intense. And I mean, we'll put a pin in this, but I don't fully understand what John is doing. Yeah. Yeah. At this point, but we'll come back to that later. We'll we'll come back to it. Yeah, we'll circle back. On the golf course, <laughs> yeah. Steve, uh, Steve's dad, Rush, is yeah. upset because the Walshes aren't there. So now he has been paired yeah. with the Larsons. Well, it's funny because like Steve was like, Brenda's in jail. Like, <laughs> they can't play golf right now. And Rush is like, well, maybe they can hurry up and get through that and be here by the time we have to tee yeah, off. He's and just Steve's like, like no, no, don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't see it happening, but yep. <laughs> yeah, so they're paired with the Larsons now. Barry yep. Larson is apparently his old nemesis. Arr. So they meet up with them on the green and they're, you know, trading insults back and forth. <laughs> I know. A lot of very mild, like, dad smack talk, yeah. you know, going through here. <laughs> but uh, Rush is pretty confident. He's he like, is. this is the this is the yeah. year. I'm going to do it this <laughs> You're year. You're the Wall Street Journal of Golfers. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> You know, uh, back in court, Brenda pleads not guilty, and the lawyer asks for her uh, bond to be reduced, um, but that is denied. And they will meet again in three weeks for her trial. Uh, this, so she's free to go home, but she has to come back. This still seems a little dramatic to me. I mean, it was a college student on a college campus. Like seems very into... dramatic to me. Yes, I mean, just like breaking into a lab and like knocking stuff off a desk. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. they weren't, they didn't burn the building down. No, they didn't set any fires. Whatever. Actually, I mean, Do you remember... they ruined some stuff, but <laughs> I just this cracks me up because it makes me think of like you know what was it last last season right where Steve changed a letter grade and they were like oh. <laughs> Oh, this is it for you, man. You have brought down the fires of hell on you today. (laughs) (laughs) Same thing. Stakes are very high, whether it's warranted or not. 
A uh, quick little scene at Kelly Donna David's. Mm-hmm. David found uh, found a eaten shoe that Rocky Aww. had chewed up. and Pour one out for Rocky. Yeah, they're talking about Rocky. And yep. Donna's kind of like, man, what if I had gone with Brenda? And David's like, you have better judgment than Brenda. Yeah. You, would, you wouldn't have done what she did. Right. Because uh, Donna's smart in this episode again. Yeah. No so, ditziness in, from Donna gone. in this totally episode. Totally gone. She's yep. smart. Level-headed. Solid as a rock. At the Walsh house, Jim is Jim is letting Brenda have it. <laughs> he sure he's, is. He's laying out the yeah. list. You went to Mexico. Yeah. You didn't graduate college. You, or no, sorry. You went no, to he, college in Minnesota yeah, for days. like two days. Four yeah. days, Brenda. <laughs> you eloped. <laughs> yeah. But this takes the cake, Brenda. He didn't mention the stand-up comedy, which I feel like is the most offensive I know. thing Very Brenda egregious. has done. So, Very egregious. You know, I would hit that hard, but. Yeah, and in classic Brenda fashion here, she is uh, not contrite. She was no. fighting for something she believes yeah. in. Yeah, she has been this for 48 hours. <laughs> How dare you, father? And she's like, no one said anything to Brandon when he marched right. everyone out of the school. Yeah. No one, you know, you guys protested the Vietnam War. Yeah. And they're like, a uh, little different. Yeah. we little we different. Didn't, we didn't destroy a research lab. We stood outside on a street. So... <laughs> And cool. Jim is trying to get her to realize, like, you have a record now. Mm-hmm. If, uh, you know, we're about to have to go through something as a family yeah. that's really yeah. tough. Um, it's so. definitely going to cost him some coin. And that's the thing. I mean, Brenda, like when she went to college. Remember when she went to college and they were like, you know, now you get however much. You get 70% of your tuition back. And it was like, they still spent 30% of a year's college tuition for Brenda to change her mind in four days. And it's, it's the lot. same thing here. It's like, how much money has she cost these Walsh people? Yeah. <laughs> a lot. So she is like, all right, I'm going to go shower. I'm tired. I smell like jail. <laughs> uh, so, so she's off. And Cindy's like, oh, maybe a night in jail was punishment enough for mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. And Jim's like, well, she may be going to prison. So I guess, <laughs> I guess we'll see what happens, won't mm-hmm. we? Uh, that upstairs, Brandon is trying to lighten the mood with some prison jokes. But, yeah, how's uh, the how's the jail food, Bren? Yeah, uh, and Brenda, she's like, she doesn't want to go to jail, but also she's not sorry. Yeah, I mean, she doesn't feel bad enough for my taste. Were this I so- me, I would be in yeah. tears. I would be a wreck. I sort of feel like. I don't know. Like, on the one hand, I think we could blame the writing for the fact that she's oh, so yeah. inconsistent. But I also sort of feel like it is in character for Brenda to just double down on something like <laughs> this. So it's hard to know what's to blame. But, like, even when it was happening, she was, like, begging them to stop. Yeah. You know? And now, after the fact, when she gets caught doing something that she didn't even do, like, she just stood there. You know? She's like, I won't apologize. Yeah. I, I wanted I'm this part to of the cause. Like, pick a lane. Big Elaine, Brenda. Yeah. She also realizes that she needs to tell Andrea before, you know, yes. she she wants Andrea to hear it from her. Right. Josh Richland arrives at the Walsh house mm-hmm. to ask Brandon a few more questions before he turns in his article. Yeah, I like this too because he's like, "Oh, you're here to interview my sister? I can call her down and she can slam the door on your face." <laughs> yeah, cuz like, he oh, already oh, knows oh. Yeah. that that Brenda was arrested. Yeah. Uh, right some after stalker vibes, some yeah, a little bit, a little Josh, bit. If I'm gonna be honest, get a life, here. get a life, yeah. Josh. <laughs> uh, right off the bat, he asks about Lucinda. Mm-hmm. It's like, so how long have you been seeing Lucinda? Yeah, and you know, Brandon's kind of like, really, we're still, yeah. we're still on this, okay? But he doesn't deny it. Yeah, doesn't no, deny it. That's the thing. He never, like, I'm not gonna sit here and advocate lying, but I feel like he is essentially lying without ever denying yeah. it. I just, you know, feel like if the first time if he would have just been like, dude, I don't even, what are you talking about? Yeah. It might have been a different story, but every time Brandon has acted so guilty. <laughs> and like, he plays it off a little better here, but he still doesn't say, look, this isn't true. So you're going to look like an idiot if you put this out there. Yeah. He's like, you can, whatever you think you know, <laughs> sir. You know, it was kind of weak. Josh also brings up, like, why are you fake dating Kelly? Like, we all know that's not real. (laughs) Yeah, that one's harder to explain, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, So all this kind of leads to uh, he he wants to do some. Yeah. He wants Brandon to do something for him. 
I would call that a quid pro quo. I would, kinda. yes. He wants mm-hmm. Brandon to back him for student body president. Yeah. Uh, and if he does, he won't run the article. Blackmail. Yeah. And uh, Brandon is pretty over it at this point. He's like, yeah. you know what? Do what you're going to do. Yeah. I'm like, I'm done. This is the one and only time in his dealings with Josh that I felt like Brandon came across as like strong. Yeah. Because he was just like, you know what? <laughs> You, live your you, life you, man you do you josh i got a whole thing going on over here so whatever you want to do man so i liked that but it was like too little too late yep back on the golf course rush is micromanaging steve's game mm-hmm. uh so much that steve is is whiffing it he yeah. hits one into the into the trees and this has been and we've kind of established like this is the pattern with the two of them it's why we had the golf scene with brandon in the previous episode steve was like trying to hone his skills a little bit and like get up because he knew that this was coming so this is a this is an ongoing thing with steve and rush yeah so it's rush's turn and he he smacks it yeah out of the park yeah it's a real good shot steve's like i haven't seen you hit like that in years everybody's very impressed <laughs> And it's probably on the level, Yeah, I would say. My guess would be. It's legit. It's fine. Yeah. Brandon goes to the gym to find Lucinda and is like, what the heck? Why'd you tell Josh Richland about us? Which she denies. And apparently, Nick, she got her grant and she's leaving the college. No, I don't like that. I don't like that. How many After all these episodes. You can't devote that much story time and plot time to this thing and then just be like, oh, that? Yeah, someone, and we're not going to tell you who, came in and funded it and solved the whole problem. It's just, it's stupid, and it's a cop-out. And I also don't understand why he would just assume that she told Josh. Like, why would she do that? There's no reason yeah, for Yeah, I that. guess just to, like, get back at him? Yeah, I don't just know. To, like, just to, like, screw things up, I guess. I don't know. I think it's a weird leap It wouldn't assume. be good for her still, no. for Josh to know that, so, no. yeah. No, it I wouldn't don't... look good. I mean, she it would certainly hurt her professional career. Even if she's leaving on purpose, it wouldn't it wouldn't be a good look that she got caught having an affair with a student yeah. and then left the college. I mean, everybody would just assume, you know, yeah. and would be right essentially. Well, so, she's like, she's still ready to go though. She's I like, know. this is where it all began. Can yeah. you give me one last kiss? I know. Uh, but he's like, hey, who'd, who'd you sleep with to get your grant? And she's was... like, all right, all right, bye. <laughs> And I'm not going to say that's an unfair question, but it <laughs> yeah. was certainly an unkind yes, question for certainly. him to. And I don't fully understand why he like hates her guts. Yeah, it's it, it was a quick turn. It was, you know. Because, I mean, like, she I... did kind. Of, she did. She came on to his best friend. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's I true. understand that, but it's true. They they also did meet where she was trying to cheat on her husband with Brandon. So. Yeah. I don't know how super shocked he can be and she did own up to it when he asked her so it just sort of seems like i mean you can decide that's not what you want i just don't know that he really has the right to be as mean and awful to her as he is yeah yeah i don't know it's over i don't the top. know i don't like the character so yep. you know i'm i'm glad to be done with this story if we truly are but it just to me felt a little like wow okay <laughs> that's the level yeah Donna and Brand, uh, sorry, Donna and Brenda go to Andrea's house, and you know she's very tired. She's been cleaning the lab all day, and yeah. she's, you know, they apologize, and she's like, "Well, it's not your fault." And Brenda's <laughs> like, "Well, I mean, I do a little bit, if I metaphorically, in a way, <laughs> I kind of did it." Uh, Andrea's very upset. She's like, yeah. do you know how many years of research have been mm-hmm. destroyed? Like, mm-hmm. how many lives, how many people's lives are going to be affected because we don't have this research anymore? Yeah. Brenda then tries to, like, explain what happened. Yeah, but Jesse, she starts going into details. Yeah, Jesse runs in and stops her and is yeah. like, you could make us accessories after the fact. Like, yeah. You need to stop talking. And Donna's like, that's ridiculous. And he's like, which one? Are you the lawyer or am I the lawyer? (laughs) Yeah, he's like, look, I don't want to tell you what to do with your life. But Donna, you don't want a piece of this either. So let's all just pretend Brenda is invisible. (laughs) (laughs) Donna returns Brenda to the Walsh house. And uh, she says she feels a little more shook up after what Jesse said. So she's going to she's going to take a walk alone yeah and as she's walking we see john 
in the yes. car watching suspicious. her. Suspicious. Very suspiciously watching her yeah. from the car. Yeah, and he's been very threatening towards her. So I feel like that what you what you're intended to get out of this is that she's in danger. In danger. Yeah. Yeah. She's in trouble. That's yeah. what I. That yes. they see her as the weak link, and she's yes. going to be. Yeah. Later on, Jim is talking with the lawyer, who is you know. Uh, says there's no guarantees and mm-hmm. you know if they're lucky she won't go to jail yeah so and then or no he's talking to uh brandon right, right now yeah. and uh he's he's team brandon right oh now he's like yeah, brandon he's like, you are the I, best i don't know how we can have two children who are so different you are an angelic angel brenda <laughs> is garbage she's, <laughs> she's a terrible daughter i don't like her uh <laughs> So, yeah, he just keeps listing all of these great things that, that Brandon has done and how amazing he is. He doesn't mention the chronic gambling or the alcoholism. No, no. Those don't make the list, but other things do. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, but fine. so this leads Brandon to be like, actually, let me just yeah. stop you there. Slow your roll for a minute. And tell I've got you something. that mm-hmm. I've been dating a uh, married yeah. faculty. Yeah person and it's and... all going to come out in a sleazy tell-all <laughs> because apparently the college newspaper is a tabloid and so yeah and jim is like all right well you win i didn't yeah. think that you could take yeah. my mind off brenda but you yeah, did it's happened it has happened today poor jim i know poor jim and cindy yeah yeah poor cindy especially she said five words this whole season <laughs> usually they're goodbye yep or want some cookies, which yeah. I think she said this today. She does offer, yeah, she offers Josh at least some coffee, but yeah, she's always, she's a good hostess. You yes. can't deny that about For sure. Cindy. Hostess with yeah. the host. She doesn't need dialogue to get that tone across. <laughs> Back on the golf course, it's Rush's turn and he needs a new ball. Mm-hmm. And Steve's like, well, I have here, I have yeah. one right here. And Rush She'll is like, up. no, no, no. I need one out of my bag. Oh, but Kendra, they're both hitting Titleist, so why he could just use one of Steve's. I, I need my own ball out of it's my no own problem. bag. It's no problem. There's one right here. Yeah, so Steve is like, okay, what what's going on? Yeah, he pulls him aside, and he's like, well, you're too smart to do something they could see, so it's got to be something real mysterious. Yep. So Rush got some machine that you put your ball in it, and it makes it go farther he says quote it juices up the insides a little bit so yeah something that i don't even i don't even know what that means would it harden the center so that it so that it drives like would it take spring out i didn't understand it either i don't know i don't know but whatever he's doing it's something that makes something makes the golf balls more reactive he's got some contraption at home yeah so which i would have to think is frowned upon yeah i would think so (laughs) steve is upset yeah. Uh, by this that he's yeah. cheating and he rush immediately is like well if you were playing better yeah. i wouldn't have to do oh, yeah. this yeah he he turns on him very fast yeah this was the question that i have when this happens here was he planning to cheat against jim and brandon like was that the oh, point yeah. or, because he had to do this in advance so did he have like you know juiced balls <laughs> and a regular set and he was just gonna see what needed to be used i i don't understand they weren't intending to play against the nemesis this time so steve decides like all right if you're if you're cheating we're gonna have some fun that's right yep (laughs) at dylan's house kelly and dylan are finally resting after their long morning yeah and uh yeah, resting is a... Yeah, well, Kelly's trying to get something Kelly's going. looking to not rest, Yeah. <laughs> if you catch my drift. And it's funny because every once in a while they throw in one of these scenes and I'm like, right, because they are together. They're dating, yes. They're currently a couple on the show. <laughs> uh, but Brenda arrives to, to ruin the fun. Yeah. And Kelly is still, she is, she is not team Brenda right now. She's you like, know, we shouldn't talk to her. Jesse says we shouldn't talk to her. But Dylan's I, like, that's stupid. I got to say that Kelly is, in my opinion, too mad about this. But when they're when they're in the bed, there's a knock on the door and they're both kind of like, go away. Not no, thank you. Not now. And she's like, it's Brenda. Dylan gets up so fast. So fast. It's like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so that is a little bit of a I I mean, if I were in Kelly's position, I would be like, really? Yeah. Really? So (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, you're right. He you does. Know, he does jump right up. I can't. I can't deny her that. But then it kind of escalates quickly. Yeah. So Brenda's there just to thank them for you know coming to the to the jail that morning and um, getting Jim and Cindy. But Kelly is you know automatically like, mm-hmm. what do you what do you want us to do? Jump in the jail cell with you? Yeah. Like. Every time you call Dylan, he comes running. Yep. He's not yep. your boyfriend anymore. She, but I mean that he's not your boyfriend anymore. She really lets sail. It, that, I mean, that's not a passive thing. No, it's a no, straight up aggressive. It, you know, she's like Jesse said, we're not supposed to talk to you, and he's not yours anymore. And it is kind of funny because, like as we said, this is a pretty quick turnaround for her yeah. to be mad. You know, and she even tries to like list it all, and it's and it's like Palm Springs this incident you know it's not yeah. a long list is all so it feels like maybe phrased that differently but she's mad and yeah. and brenda leaves and dylan's like you got lousy timing i don't know what that means i know i, know. I was I like that was a weird okay like, does she end scene yeah okay back on the golf course is steve is up and he's uh he's having his fun he, he sure is he has yeah. an easy putt and he uh <laughs> Hits it very lightly so that yeah. it doesn't go in the hole. And Rush loses his mind. He does. He, he like shaves yanks years him off aside. Yeah, he's and... like, we need a minute. <laughs> he calls him a loser. He's like, you've been a loser your whole life. <laughs> yeah, he says like you've been a loser since we're a little kid, which is like, Awful. that's a lot. That's yeah. a lot. that it is. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Steve is like, if you stop using uh, your your juiced up balls. <laughs> We have to think of a better name. We have to think of a better name. <laughs> then he's like, I'll sink yeah. this putt. We'll go into sudden death. And Rush is like, do it. Mm-hmm. I'm winning this. Yeah, it's happening. All right. So he does. They go into sudden death. Yeah. Which we is a... not a golf term I was familiar with. Yeah, yeah me either. Sudden death. Sudden death golf. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. This I don't know. <laughs> Where they lift their clubs and just march towards each other. I didn't want it to come to this. We're tied. <laughs> I don't think I don't think that's it. I can't breathe. I don't think that's it. I'm glad you knew what I was motioning. I could for, see I mean I could I couldn't obviously say an it. audio podcast, but I could see your motions, yeah. your swinging motions and I got it. Yep. <laughs> sudden death <laughs> all right so we get this quick little scene <laughs> sorry <laughs> yeah Ooh. all right yep. we get this quick little scene where brenda gets home from her walk yeah and jim and cindy are like the fbi called they want to see you yeah like now yeah they're panicked yep so they're off to see the fbi <laughs> yep <laughs> It's not even 10 o'clock at night. I shouldn't be laughing this hard. I know. It's way too early for your goop time. (laughs) Oh, man. The other night, (laughs) we were just laying there, and it was like 11 o'clock, and I just started laughing, and I could not stop. (laughs) Like, nothing happened. (laughs) Once you get going. Once you get going. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right. So, okay, so back on the golf course. Yes. They're right into the next hole, and Steve is kind of like, when did you start cheating at golf? Yeah. And Rush is like, I've never done this before. Like, I cheat in business, but not on the golf course. Right, yeah. Um, Yeah, he has a line. He has a line, Kendra, please. Uh, But he uh, he tells the story about, like, I'm getting old, and I wanted to be on top one more time. He was was the champ, like, four years in a row, and now he spent a long time ago, and he's 54 now, and he just needs one more shot at glory. Yeah, and Steve's like, all right, we'll win it. Yeah. What the heck? Yeah. Uh, so Steve is up. He needs to, he's got to sink it or it's over. It's kind of cute because Rush is like, all right, son, you got this. I'll even be your flag holder. And he, yeah. you know, runs over. He's like, you can do it, suit. son. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And it's very uh, domestic, we which get this... it's a quick turn from him saying he's been a loser since childhood <laughs> to him <laughs> yeah. suddenly. Yeah. You know, but good, his, good for him. Take what you can get, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So we get this intense shot of like, 
he hits yeah. the ball and then bum, it's bum, like his bum, face bum, in the ball and his face in the ball but but he sinks it he, he gets does. it yeah and uh rush is like that's my boy <laughs> yeah so they win the tournament but i mean they did cheat they yes they there's cheated no for the first there's half no consequence for and i do feel cheating. like it was kind of within a couple of strokes you know what i mean it's not yeah. like it's not like they had this really healthy lead on them or something like that it was like without the cheating would they have even been in the in the wheelhouse of winning anyway i guess right. is my question so yeah yeah yeah, well, because the, we were cheating up until sudden death, you yeah. know, so. Well, at least uh, their father-son relationship right. is yeah. stronger. Yeah, yeah. Not, a, not, a, not an inspiring story, but no. a story. <laughs> it is a story. It is a story. Yeah. At the federal building, they're waiting for the FBI. They've been waiting a while. And um, <laughs> Brenda is still like, I'm not going to apologize. No, I know. Don't I ask know. me to say I'm sorry because I won't do it. Yeah. Like, just show a little bit of I know. remorse. Especially because, again, she tried to stop them. She didn't want it to happen the way it happened. Like, this is not what she thought they were doing. It's just so silly for her to be this militant about it. Yeah. When clearly it got out of control. Yeah. Anywho. Yeah. So the FBI agent finally walks oh. in and guess who it is? Wow. It's John. Good old John. The activist. Yeah. With the greasy hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, turns out he infiltrated their group six months ago. Yeah. And you know, the hair's still greasy when he's out of, uh, yeah. So it's, it wasn't just for the character. No. That's a, that's a, that's thing why they picked man. him. That's why they picked him. Yeah. yeah. You're right. That's They're exactly like, You've right. got the greasy hair to make this work. You know, I mean, it's, it's kind of a corny turn, but it's a good one. Yeah. No, I know, was surprised. I, yeah. No, I was too. I, I kind of forgot that's how it went down. I couldn't remember what was going on with that guy, but this is what I was saying earlier. I, if he was just the FBI the whole time, I don't know why even after they're arrested, he goes super hard against Brenda. Yeah, the only thing I can think is that he was trying to throw blame off himself. Oh, so, like, like, he, so the others wouldn't be suspicious of him. Yes. That's the only reason I can think that he, because he was so intensely in her face about it. Well, I know, it. but, but it, I mean, isn't the jig up at this point? I, I don't know. I mean, the cover is over, right? I mean, this is what we've been, there's been an FBI raid. So why yeah. does he need to keep that cover? I don't get it. That's all. Yeah. I, I don't really understand what the what the point of that was. Other than I think just dramatically when we see him like stalking her, we're supposed yeah. to assume that he's going to like whatever, yeah. kill her, kidnap kill her, her. Yeah. release her from her cage. I don't know what he, <laughs> don't know what he does. But, but um, I think it was just the drama. So of it. course he knows how involved brenda was and all he wants her to do listen to this deal all he wants her to do is yeah, what sign this affidavit she's yeah. not gonna have to testify she's not yeah. gonna have to go to court at all just charges drop she's fine it i mean that to me that makes no sense she it, should at least have to testify yeah something i mean i don't i don't i don't really understand you know because if they're building a case against these people and she was kind of on the inside but you know only one foot in i mean she seems like she'd be in a much better position to talk about it than like the fbi agent who was part of this thing so yeah it's a very weird get out of jail free card and yeah. once again it makes me think like why did we take this journey yeah if there are no consequences and None. no like nobody learns i i don't and I don't what are, what are we supposed to think about animal testing that's what i mean we I don't know yeah no it was yeah it was kind of a pointless little side quest here yeah Back at Kelly, Donna, David, Andrea, and David have a surprise for Donna. They brought oh. her a little puppy. <gasps> Pound that, cake, too. That little <laughs> uh, Rocky, too. <laughs> Sorry. Yep, you're right. Um, and Donna Donna loves this puppy. She loves it. She already loves she it. She loves it. Yep. yep. Back on campus. Turns out Josh wrote a glowing article about wow. Brandon. Wow. Glowing. Hmm. And uh, I hmm. guess I guess they're cool now. And Brandon's like, I might just back your campaign, because Josh is like, you had the integrity to stand up to me, so you're okay. <laughs> I mean, realistically, I I mean, this whole Josh plot has made zero sense from day one. Like, why, why he would he's be, why... so upset? Why Mad is he even writing an article about Brandon? Yeah. Like, why is he going so hard? Why does he want to find something to trip him up? And, like, 
he seems pretty confident that Brandon and Lucinda were having an affair. But yeah. I guess he's just kind of dropping that. Yeah. I kind of thought maybe we were going to get into some of Brandon's, like the gambling debt and like, you know, the alcohol. Like the, he got us a DUI. He crashed his car. It's like a public record. Oh, yeah. You know? Like there's all sorts of stuff. And I thought like we were going to be like, he's not so clean after all, you know, and maybe Brandon was going to have to be like, you know, we all make mistakes, but nothing. Like none of that stuff is even touched. The dirt Josh actually finds he doesn't use and then writes a good article. Like, why did we do this? For like seven episodes, I, I don't get it. I don't get it either. I mean, I know the things that come next, and even with that in mind, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it either. At the Peach Pit, um, the gang is all there. They have the puppy on the table drinking yeah, a, seem... a bowl of milk. I don't think that would be allowed. <laughs> well, it's Dylan's place. True. What Dylan True. says the goes. Perks of, perks of ownership. Live yeah. animals can eat on the tables. Brenda arrives and it is tense. Oh my gosh. Yes, it is. It is tense. She has yes, tension with Andrea, tension with Kelly. Uh, and she she apologizes. And Yeah. But, I mean, she before she leaves, she's like, I hope you never have to feel as alone as I felt. <laughs> I and I'm like, cry me a river, I, Brenda. I know, seriously. This, this was a moment where I was like, did they know the cameras were rolling or yeah. are they are they just filming the real tension on set? Is this a real, you know, is this a real intervention with Shannon Doherty that we're watching right now? Because all the stuff she's saying, like, you guys are all a fun little unit and here I am over here all by myself and I don't like it. And it was like, oh, I just can't imagine. As <laughs> too real, actor, too real. Yes. Like living out a scene that's just exactly what your day to day experiences are would be very awkward. uncomfortable. Awkward. Very awkward because everybody knows you know what I mean? It's not yeah. like there's anyone who's like, no, I don't see any correlation. <laughs> no, I don't get it. What do you mean? So she leaves and Kelly goes and follows her. Yeah, Donna's um, like, I'll go talk to her. And Kelly's like, no, I'll go talk to her. <laughs> Kelly apologizes for how jealous she's been. Yeah. And, uh, you know, her reasoning is that she's she's afraid that Brenda's always going to be Dylan's, like, great love uh, I would I would maybe call that a justifiable fear. I would agree with that. For Kelly, because yeah. that's uh, definitely true. Yeah. Yep. So I get that. Yep. So all is forgiven. Yeah. All is forgiven. Andrea comes out I and feel, has ordered... I feel, I'm still frustrated about this, it, this conflict between the two of them. Yeah. Because I really feel like they could have solved it by having a scene where Dylan comes clean. To, like when Kelly comes clean about Brandon... You know, he could have been like, well, look, there's something I haven't told you either. And tells her that Brenda, like, said that she was still in love with him. I think if Kelly knew that, then everything she... That would be different. Her, yes. All of her reactions would make perfect sense for that. But without that, it's just like, why is Kelly jealous or threatened? Yeah. You know? So it just frustrates me because I feel like, once again, they're kind of jumping multiple steps to get where they need to go. And I, that wouldn't have happened in season three, you yeah. know? So yep. it's just kind of a letdown. I agree. Uh, the final joke is that Andrea ordered her a veggie burger. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, she's like, you're a vegetarian now, right? And it's like, ah, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> I'm a vegetarian today. When did veggie burgers become common? I don't know. Because it's only, I feel like it's only been in like, I don't know, post high school for me where I heard people talk about veggie burgers or like Boca burgers or something like that. Yeah. I, but I don't remember them being super common. But But I suppose, you know. Maybe in places more, you know, city like, like California, yeah, would would maybe be ahead of the curve there. But yeah, I was kind of surprised at the peach. You eat veggie burgers, right? I do. Yeah. What what? Yeah. What's your go to brand? Hmm, that's a good question. They used to have these spicy Indian ones that Morningstar did that I absolutely loved, but they don't really have them anymore. Mm. So I sort of waffle between the kinds that don't try to taste like meat. You know, mm. that are just sort of like, this is a nice herby patty or the ones that are like, you know, beyond beyond meat or like impossible whoppers, that kind of thing that, that you can't even tell. And sometimes like those freak me out a little bit because yeah. they seem so much like meat that I'm like, did I buy the wrong <laughs> thing? So just depends on mood. But if the peach pit had one, I would definitely be a regular. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, what was your 90210 snap? Oh, we're done. That's it. That was it. Oh, okay. Um, boy, uh, I you know, I like to I like to go for the high drama moment, and I really feel like 
you know, if we were running ads for this episode, they would be circulating that he's not your boyfriend anymore. <laughs> Line from Kelly, like this week on a very special 90210. He's not your boyfriend anymore. <laughs> Slap. You know, I think that's that's the one that, that stands out for me. Yeah, for me, I usually see I usually go for like my biggest surprise or the yeah. thing I had the biggest yeah. reaction. to. I like that. So we, uh, we, we rarely have the same thing. Yeah. It's like... So I would go for when you find out that John is the FBI because I good, genuinely was surprised. I would say that's 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 one of their more successful turns like that. Yeah, you know where something unexpected happens. I I didn't really see that one coming. Like mm -mm. I forgot that it happened. There were no hints. Mm -mm. No, none. No, especially because his behavior makes no sense for that. Yeah, reveal, but <laughs> yeah, I get that. Uh, does it hold up? What's the verdict? There's too much inconsistency I for know. me. It's just it just yeah. feels all over the place. And two resolutions yeah. to to things that were just like, but why? Why yeah. did we do all this for nothing? Yeah. yeah. I mean, the the stuff with Lucinda has been the entire season. I mean, the stuff with uh, with Corey Randall and like the baseball and all that stuff feels like Ages a season ago. ago. Yeah. Not just in, because it was very early in the episode. So it's like, you know, we're what, 20, 24 episodes in at this point. And, and this stuff with Lucinda has been percolating for most of it. Mm -hmm. And for that to just be like, oh, she solved the problem off screen. Now she's going to go away. To me, just really feels like we've been following these breadcrumbs to just nothing. Yeah. And I feel like the same is true with Josh Richland. I think maybe we're supposed to take away that they came to this. We're not so different, you and I, kind of <laughs> resolution that I just feel like, so? <laughs> yeah. Like, what the heck <laughs> i don't care you know i think the, the the dylan kelly brenda stuff is just kind of popping up out of nowhere so yeah i i mean I'm i don't think no. you can skip it um no 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 but i yeah it's just it's there no but i think it's frustrating when you could get the same amount of like character development out of just reading a cold synopsis of, yeah of, yeah of or listening to happen. our because podcast yeah or listening to this i would say plot wise the only one with any movement i think was steve yeah because this sort of competition feeling inferior to his dad has been a driving force for steve for a long time i mean any his weirdness with his parents dating back to the you know the reveal about him being adopted and you know going to find his birth family and everything like he's had this weirdness with his parents uh since the beginning of the season so for him to kind of break through to his dad and then to kind of click a little bit because rush is very like eventually he's like kind of admits that he's almost jealous of steve that like yeah steve's a better golfer than he ever was and everything that's a pretty big moment for that character so you know i think that's interesting but i would argue that that's the only thing that actually moves a moves anything on a character agreed so i think kind of thumbs down overall i agree with that all right all right well you you can't uh you can't win them all i'm gonna have a hard time kendra when we get to our wrap this time breaking down because we usually do favorites and least favorite episodes wise mm -hmm. this season has been uneven in a way that makes that really difficult yeah you know for me to i, I almost feel like i could say you know disappointing or fulfilling storylines a lot easier than i could say favorite or least favorite episodes because they've been very mixed yeah they have so I remember the college years so differently. So it's kind of weird to, to be rewatching them now and having things not quite go together because it really, to me, feels like we've lost something in the writing. We've lost their ability to like thread a needle a season in advance and have this major payoff. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. I don't know. Well, Kendra, outside of the radio meanwhile network i'm also the host of house things the podcast and radio show of the david a howe public library you can find it at soundcloud.com all the books or anywhere you get your podcasts i can tell you that i'm doing a pretty cool interview with tess garretson who is a best-selling author uh she she wrote the Rizzoli and isles series which yeah to that long-running show on tnt lots of others we're actually talking about one of her more obscure books called gravity which is a medical thriller set in space so it's a really unique in in her catalog <laughs> So I'm interested to talk to her about that. So again, you can find that and tons of other back episodes at soundcloud.com slash all the books. What about you, Kendra? What are you up to these days? Oh, you know, living my life. I, I do know. I'm yeah. uh, Miss Musicbox 91 online and I have a website, missmusicbox.com. 
And I'm also the host of 90s Music Got Me Like, where each week we look at a different 90s song. Most recently, we talked about Barbie Girl by Aqua. Hmm. Was that, are you you a, a Barbie Girl fan? Of the song? Yeah. Yes. When did that come out? What year did that come out? 97. I feel like I remember that song being like discussed or joked about at school more than like any other song in the 90s. <laughs> That's pretty much what, uh, really, what Eric said when we I talked really about it. I really think so. Like that that song, for whatever reason, I guess because it was like funny and also like naughty, you know, yeah. I think mm-hmm. people just, whatever, like yeah. love it or hate it, it clicked. responded to it. Yeah. It clicked. Yeah. I liked a few episodes back where uh, our conversation about reality bites Oh, yes. It was like at the same time. It was. We talked about the song from that. Because you were doing Stay uh, that's on that album. Weirdly enough, when I was at lunch today, that was playing on the radio. Ha! 90s music. It all connects. You know what I'm saying? It all connects. Anyway. Anyway, you can join us next week as we continue our 90210 discussion with season four, episode 25. The time has come today. The walrus said. No, that's different. 902 and here we go.